Hello and welcome to the story. You are with Julie and this is a podcast where I narrate my books that are part of a fantasy trilogy. This is season three and the final story of a drama and suspense packed series. The book brings to life characters that are easy to identify and fall in love with. It is a story immersed in a plot that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Each episode is a chapter from my book and I encourage you to join our Facebook group, The Story, where we discuss the book and enable support for writers and lovers of great stories. You can also find me on Instagram, where you can DM me at Jules underscore rights, J-U-L-S underscore rights. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe where you listen to all your favourite podcasts and join us on a journey of storytelling. Hello and welcome to the podcast. How has your week been? We've been extremely busy looking after puppies. They are growing up so fast and we've just had our meet and greet where we get to meet the prospective buyers and they get to meet us and our lovely collies. Really is important to be a responsible pet owner and dog breeder. So today's mystery is about a blind woman, Vangela Pandiva Dimitrova, or as she was known, she was known also as Baba Vanga, and the prophecies that she predicted. Now, Baba Vanga was born prematurely in 1911, and she grew up in the city of Stramuka in modern-day North Macedonia. This at the time was part of the Ottoman Empire, and within a few years of her, after her birth, the Ottomans were driven out and it became under the Bulgarian rule after the First Balkan War. Now, Baba was from an extremely poor family, and her mother died when she was quite young. In 1923, when Baba was 12 years old, she kept, um, got caught up in a freak weather event. An enormous tornado, tornado lifted her high in the air before dropping her in a field that was close by. Now, she lay in this field for several days, and when her family found her, her eyes were sealed shut with dirt and grit. And from that day on, she could never see again. She was totally blind. Now, Baba said that she had visions while she was lying in the field waiting to be rescued. And her abilities were not just limited to seeing the future, but to healing people as well. Now, the Bul- now Bulgarian and Soviet scientists say her abilities have an 85% success rate. And she became very popular, and people soon began to line up to see her. Now, it was said that some people were given back their money and and told to come back another day. She would tell them to come back another day. And these people, in the days or months following, died. And supposedly, Baba did not have the heart to tell them that they were going to die. So they they asked her when their death would be, and she didn't have the heart to tell them. Baba was also able to predict major world events, including the 9-11 attacks and the sinking of the Kursk. Kursk. I hope hope I've pronounced that correctly. So that was the Russian submarine um, that sunk in the year 2000. Now, she predicted this event 20 years earlier and was only out by a year. She foretold that it would happen in 19. 
Now, she also predicted the Chernobyl nuclear power plant disaster in 1986. She also said that Europe would cease to exist by 2017, and some say this was the Brexit vote. She predicted the 44th president of America would be the first black president, which was Barack Obama. Baba also predicted her own death, saying that she would die on August 11, 1996, at the age of 85. And this is exactly what happened. She died of breast cancer on the 11th of August, 1996, aged 85. She did predict a nuclear war in 2014, and thankfully she got this one wrong. Her predictions for the future include the arrival of aliens via an asteroid sometime this year, 2022. So there's only a couple of months left. So that'll be interesting to see if that happens. She's also predicted that hunger would be eradicated in 2028. That would be a great thing. Another prediction was that a Martian colony will gain independence from Earth by the year 2256. Baba also predicted that the universe will cease to exist after the year 5079. Now, Baba Vanga was an incredible woman, and she attracted the poor and celebrities alike. Now, I guess we'll have to wait to see if her predictions for the future come true. Now, if you have a mystery you would like to share, please feel free to DM me on Instagram, Jules underscore rights, that's J-U-L-S, or you can email me at the story podcast, all in one word, at outlook.com. Or come and join the Facebook group, The Story, and share a mystery you might have. It's always good to hear from you. Okay, let's go over the last episode that we heard last week, Loss. Now, we heard at the start of the episode how a mother died in childbirth, and Eleanor is given the responsibility of looking after the newborn. Tyron is happy to accept Merrick's offer of head warrior, but Merrick advises him to think about it. Kriya learns that she was not offered the role, which leaves her hurt and shocked, and she vows to confront Merrick. Eleanor has a dream that her twin daughters will be stolen by the devil. Her premonition leaves Ada and Anja reeling. The drama is building, so get comfy everybody and enjoy. The five women picked at the food that Ludwig had served, their appetites small. They had finished their evening meal not that long ago. Anja had invited Edith. She had suffered immense loss, and she felt it would cope with her grief by plotting retribution. Edith had recently recovered from a bout of sickness caused by her weak heart. She was resilient, however, and leapt at the proposal Anja offered. Eleanor had left the twins with Crea and Merrick, and had taken the adopted newborn with her. As she looked at the sleeping infant, she felt a pang of sadness. Eleanor knew another woman would take him once she had given birth. She was exhausted, but she had grown attached to him in the last few days. We haven't even named you yet. Thought raced through her mind. She felt another stab of guilt. We will find a name for him, Nori. Do not worry. Eleanor lifted her head and offered Anja a smile. Her mother-in-law and daughter still surprised her with their insight. Anja had read her thoughts. 
I have yet to speak to the baby's mother's cousin. He may know the name his mother may have picked for him. Eleanor nodded. She handed him to Edith, who had patiently been waiting to hold him. She watched the small woman as she cuddled the infant. She found it hard to believe that she had not liked her when Eichenbrook had first introduced them. Now they were firm friends. Angela let the women chat amongst themselves as she thought about how she was going to break the news of what the gods had revealed to her. She missed the ancient seer immensely. Angela had not realised the enormity of having so much responsibility in being a seer. She sighed. She was going to be a seer for a long time, and not only would she be helping create a future by ridding the world of the Asaur, but she'd also become a role model for women to be leaders. Anja smiled at this thought. I should be grateful and proud of the position the gods have given me. Ada came and sat beside her. We cannot hide the truth, nor can we control the actions of a demon. Anja smiled at her granddaughter. The gods have blessed us with you, Ada. She stroked her cheek before turning the other to the other women who had grown silent, waiting for her to begin. Kriya tucked Annie into her cradle, before heading back to the kitchen. Merrick was sharpening his sword when she entered the room. She just wanted a cuddle, she said. Merrick grunted, but did not look up from his sword. Kriya folded her arms, thinking about how she would bring up the position of leader of the warriors. Merrick, she began. He grunted again, lost in the detail of making his sword sharp. Kriya sighed. She suddenly realised how frustrated Eleanor got when he did not give his full attention. She cleared her throat. I want to be leader of the warriors. Merrick continued to tend to his sword for a moment longer before pausing as he digested Kriya's words. He frowned and finally looked at his sister. What? Merrick shook his head. No, you can't. You're a woman. He chuckled and shook his head again. Kriya felt annoyance at his reaction and then, and then anger brushed over her. It was her turn to shake her head. What does that have to do with anything? I mean, she rushed on, her anger now stoking her confidence to challenge her brother's beliefs. I am just as good a warrior as the other men, if not better. You also put me in charge of all the vulnerable people when the assault came banging on our door. Her voice rose as she continued. Merrick placed his sword on the table, a smirk on his face. Kriya, what has got into you? No, you can't and will not be head warrior. I've made Tyron the offer, and that is final. His own anger now nipped. Kriya placed her tongue inside her cheek, temporarily at a loss for words. He looked out the window, her resentment mounting. Merrick picked up the sword and sharpened it again. Kriya turned her attention to watch him, surprised at his, his insensitivity towards her request. You won't even consider me, Merrick? He was furious and suddenly overcome with the feeling of wanting to slap him. Merrick placed the sword back on the table, cursing under his breath. Are you deaf? I said no. Please don't ask me again, Kriya. My word is final. Merrick felt his temper snap as he glared at his sister. 
You are so unfair, was all that she could manage as she turned and stormed from the room. Anja sighed and took a deep breath, felt her heart beating faster, and a sick feeling settled upon her. She closed her eyes before opening them again. As you all know, Eleanor had a dream this afternoon. I think it was more than a dream. It was an omen. Eleanor shuddered as she remembered the dream she'd had. Edith turned to look at Eleanor. Her large brown eyes narrowed, but she kept quiet, waiting to hear what Angel would say next. It is not quite clear, but I believe the Asaur want our children. They are our greatest treasures and our future. They know where we are, which is no surprise. So why don't they come and take us then? Edith could not stop herself. She was angry, sad and full of hate. Anja smiled and nodded. It's an excellent question, Edith, and I'm glad you asked. They will come. I am not sure when. I think they are planning their battle for the final to win the war. That is why they are intent on taking our children. It will leave us with wounded hearts and a feeling of low morale. But it will also leave us with the thirst of vengeance, Edith stated. I think Edith is right. Want retribution if they take our children, Eleanor added. They will still come, Ada replied. Andrew shook her head. Please, let us not get ahead of ourselves. We need to come up with a plan. And as I've just said, they will come for our children. The women grew silent as the enormity of the near future and its sinister intent settled upon them. What are we going to do? We can't just sit here and wait for them, Edith exclaimed. She was small and feisty with the courage of a lion. Eleanor admired her, and she knew she was a good match for Sabin. Her intensity matched his jovial personality, and he calmed her somewhat. She smiled when she thought about her dear friend. Been thinking and asking the gods the same thing, Edith. Angela's words broke Eleanor's thoughts and she looked up at the older woman. Angela's dark blonde hair had become salted with grey, giving it a silvery tinge. Wrinkles formed at the corners of her eyes and mouth. She had a calmness that exuded an aura of that drew people to her, hence most of the community confided, and asked for advice from the new seer. Eleanor suddenly wondered where Merrick and his brother Flamer got their tempers from. Both their parents were patient and easygoing. The memory of Ijenbrook came to mind, and a sadness came over her. The nightmare she'd had, and the memory of the former leader, cast a shadow of gloom, and she struggled to push it aside. Eleanor! Once again, Angela broke her thoughts. Eleanor blinked and stared at her mother-in-law. Sorry, I was, um... Felt herself blush as the others turned towards her. Eleanor shook her head but added nothing further. Nori, you need to listen and focus. This is important. Anja gently chided. Eleanor nodded, feeling embarrassed. I think we'll end the session tonight. I have to speak to Ada and Serenity and seek clarity on a few details. Eleanor was relieved when Anja said this. She was feeling tired and overwhelmed with the afternoon events and what Anja had informed them.
Eleanor pushed the door open and heard the cries of her hungry twins. She hastily placed the baby she was carrying in his crib before going into the kitchen. Merrick was cradling Enwin and she let out a loud wail as Eleanor entered the room. A look of relief swept over Merrick as he saw his wife. Here, Nori, she's been crying non-stop now for the last half hour and Annie is starting as well. He gratefully handed Eleanor the baby before running his hands through his long hair. Eleanor smiled and let out a giggle as she saw her husband's dilemma in trying to pacify his twin daughters. Merrick smiled at her and shook his head. They are a handful, Nori, that is for sure. I'm glad someone will take the other one. Eleanor cringed when he mentioned the baby boy. She was dreading handing him to the woman who would take him. She sat down on a chair and fed Enwin. Annie had grown quiet as she peered into the cradle that the baby slept in. Small baby sucked her fingers as she gazed around the room. Eleanor felt a stab of terror as she remembered Angie's words and she vowed she would die trying to protect her babies. She would not let the Asaur take them. I need to grow grapes, Nori. I need wine to help calm my nerves. Merrick chuckled. Eleanor looked up at her husband and smiled before she frowned. Merrick, where is Kriya? Merrick sighed and shook his head. She left. It was Eleanor's turn to frown. Why? She was to help with the babies. She is not happy that I told her she can't be head warrior. I mean, she is female. I don't know what she was thinking. Merrick pulled out a chair and sat down. Merrick's attitude towards his sister surprised Eleanor. What is wrong with that, Merrick? She's an excellent warrior and very capable. She'd make a fine leader. Merrick rocked back on the chair. Huh? You too? Gosh, you women are all the same. Eleanor, the role of a leader is for a man, not a woman. That is the way it is, final. Merrick ran his hand through his hair again. A habit Eleanor realised was a sign of irritation or nervousness. She felt annoyed at Merrick and struggled to hold her tongue. She didn't want to argue with him. As the silence stretched, she could not hold her words any longer. That is so unfair, Merrick. Just because she is a woman, you cannot condemn her for lesser things and not allow her to have the same opportunities as a man. Merrick got up from the chair. His temper flared. Not you too. I'm going to get some air. He turned and left the room. Eleanor made a way to Kriya's home that she shared with her brother Flamer and Serenity the healer. Merrick had stayed out the whole night, returning in the early hours of the morning. She'd left him home asleep. Kaya, her son's wife, happily took the baby boy she was caring for to take care for a few hours. He was a good sleeper and rarely fussed, which Eleanor constantly thanked the gods for. She was not sure how she would have handled another baby that was as demanding as Enwin. Eleanor, this is a pleasant surprise, Creer announced as she opened the door to her sister-in-law. Eleanor offered a warm smile and could see she had been crying. She had never seen Creer so upset. She was a strong woman and naturally took charge of situations. She followed her into the small kitchen and watched her place the kettle on the stovetop. Where is Flamer? Eleanor had not seen Merrick's brother for a while. He held an animosity towards Merrick. 
and she wondered if it had changed since they had fled the Asur, when they had burned their hidden valley to the ground. He left early this morning to hunt with Sabin and Katcha. Kriya busied herself with the tea, before scooping up one twin from Eleanor. I'm sorry I left last night, Eleanor, but her voice trailed away. Don't apologise, Kriya. I had words with Merrick last night. I do not agree that a woman cannot become a leader. That is not fair. Kriya sighed. I'm not sure what to do. I really want to be leader, Eleanor. I mean, we have a seer that is female. Why can't we have a head warrior that is female? Her voice had risen, and Eleanor could tell she was passionate about the role she wanted to fill. What about Catcher? He didn't ask him either. But I think you should be head warrior, Eleanor added. She'd asked herself why Merrick had not asked their son-in-law. Catcher was the best fighter for all of all the warriors and had a level head. Kriya thought about what Eleanor had just said. You're right. Sorry, Catcher is an outstanding warrior, but... She paused, thinking about the words she would use to express what she had to say. He does not possess the right qualities for a leader. She looked at Eleanor, waiting for her response. Eleanor smiled at Kriya. Yes, I think you're correct, Kriya. I feel that you already have the qualities that a leader needs to have, and that is what we need and want. Kriya handed the baby back to Eleanor. It is a shame that my brother and your husband doesn't think the same way. She lifted the kettle off the primitive stovetop and poured it into the mugs. Some people had stashed essential items when they'd fled the Assault, and they'd come in handy when they'd built the new village. Eleanor sipped her tea. She felt Kriya's pain and frustration. Let us see, Anja. Eleanor looked at Kriya before she rushed on. I mean, he will listen to her. She is the new head seer, and a woman. Can't argue with that. Eleanor loved her husband, but sometimes he annoyed her with his limited beliefs. Times were changing, and if they were going to have a future, it also meant a change in attitudes and opinions. But slowly, You are right, Nori. Let's go see her after we've had tea. She smiled as she took another sip. Merrick looked at the vines that Emsie held and let out a soft curse. That won't be enough to grow an orchard, Emsie. Emsie smiled. I know, and I wanted to ask you if we could send out a recon party to find any supplies that could be useful, maybe from the villages that have been burnt. We need barrels to store the wine and so much more. Met Emsie's gaze. He had a thirst for the red drink. He knew he was not alone. I'm thinking of making Torrin the head warrior and we'll send out a search party once he's accepted the offer, Merrick said. Why wait? Didn't you say you already asked him? Merrick sighed and told Emsie of his sister's rebuke and desire to be head warrior. No, Merrick, you can't let a woman be head warrior. I mean, it's not right, is it? I think you should send out a party, gather supplies and see how far back the forest goes. Merrick contemplated what Emsie had just said. It made sense to send out a party as soon as he could. What was he waiting for? He shook his head. His friend was right. Slowly he nodded. You're right, Emsie. 
I will organise a scout party and a ceremony for the naming of the head warrior. Amsey grinned, pleased with what Merrick had suggested. Maria and Eleanor seated themselves at the table, waiting for Enja. Ludwig fussed over the baby, smiling a toothless grin. Eleanor watched him as he doted on her daughters. Ludwig was sweet, calm and held no malice. Eleanor wished that more people were like him. Thoughts suddenly turned to her husband. Merrick was strong and a fair leader, but he had a temper. As she found out, had found out an eye for beautiful women. Push the memories of Zuri. Away the memories of Zuri. They still hurt. She knew she'd forgiven him, but she could not forget. Eleanor, Priya, what brings you both here? Nor saw the seer already knew. Eleanor knew the seer already knew the reason for their visit, but she'd chosen to listen to what they had to say, instead of admitting to that knowledge. After Kriya had finished, Angela leant back on her chair. She was silent for a moment. Yeah, and Eleanor, I thank you both for taking the time to come here today. And you are right. A woman should be considered. It is only fair. I will speak with my son, and we will organise a ceremony and take a vote from our people. I feel that is the fairest way. Cree and Eleanor both nodded their agreement at her suggestion. Angel walked through the village and looked at the community that inhabited it. People were busy rebuilding their lives. The air was cool and crisp, and a cloudless blue sky stretched high above her. She breathed in the fresh spring air and smiled. People waved and said hello as they watched their seer make her way through the village. Towards the back of the town, they had cleared a large area for paddocks, stables, and a reasonably sized vegetable garden. Amsey had started a horse breeding program and Serenity had taken charge of organising crops they would harvest in the coming summer. Anja felt proud of her people. They had proven to be resilient and determined. They had to be resourceful in making use of whatever materials they had or could find to build a town that would sustain them. Anja made a mental note to organise a head count. She wanted to know how fast their population would grow. She also was resolute that they would not be leaving their homes this time when the assault came for them. Anja too had grown tired of running and she knew they could not run from their enemy the rest of their lives. It was time to take a stand. As she neared Emsie's small hut, she saw Merrick walking away from the horse paddock. She knew he had woken not long after Eleanor had left to seek consultation from his friend about several things. Her son was strong and brave. He had a temper and was stubborn and difficult to deal with. Eichenbrook, she felt, had been the better leader, having a more even temper and calmer demeanour. She sighed when she thought about her husband. She missed him terribly and wished every day that he was by her side. He would have helped curb his son's powerful will and reason with him. Merrick needed guidance from his father and he would have listened to him. 
Merrick frowned when he saw his mother walking towards him. Mother, what are you doing here? He embraced her and she smiled at him when they pulled away. We need to talk. I would like to discuss a few things with you. Merrick cleansed his jaw and nodded, waiting for her to elaborate. Let's go take a walk in the forest. There are too many ears listening here. Anja chuckled. They made their way into the leafy realm of the majestic forest, and the trees whispered, welcoming their presence. Anja found a large log and sat herself down, gesturing for Merrick to do the same. Merrick, we need to have a ceremony tonight. A baby needs to be named, and a head warrior appointed. It is also good for our people to come together and share a meal. I will organise a meeting with a few of you to discuss the Asaur. We still need to organise a council as well, and I want to ask for nominees to conduct a head count and find out how many women are expecting. Merrick cleared his throat. <clears throat> I've chosen a head warrior. He will accept the offer. I wanted to give him time to consider it. Once we have a group of warriors, I will allocate a group to do a recon of the size of the forest and I'll organise another to do a supply hunt for resources. Not sure about whom to have as counsellors. You may have some just suggestions. Merrick looked at Anja, and she returned his gaze. Merrick, Eleanor and Priya came to see me this morning regarding the offer of Head Warrior. She paused, and Merrick felt himself stiffen. Why did Nori come and see you? Priya already knows that a woman cannot be Head Warrior. I've made my decision. It annoyed Merrick that his wife had gotten involved and his mother was now questioning his decision. Merrick, I disagree with you. A woman can be a leader and we are embarking on a new future. Things are and will change. I suggest put it to our people to take a vote on who they would like to be head warrior. I think we should do the same once we have taken nominees for the councillors as well. Merrick clenched his jaw and looked at the forest that surrounded him. He struggled not to argue with his mother. I am the first female seer. The gods wanted this. Maybe it's time for women to take up other leadership roles. Merrick snorted and shook his head. I'm sorry, mother. I disagree. Women are not the same as men and cannot do the same things we can. That is why the gods made us different. Yes, you are correct. We are different. And that is the way they created us. However, cannot deny that both women and men share skills that at first seem to be suited for the opposite sex. Kriya is an outstanding warrior and she possesses leadership skills. Ulrich, your son and my grandson, have skills suited for a leader. He is calm, even-tempered, and open-minded, but he is not a good warrior. It is something that sets him apart from others, and he has accepted that. He also does not want to be a leader, which is his choice. Merrick, have not given Kriya that choice, which is what makes it unfair. Anja paused before continuing. Let her have a choice. Open this path for future women, Merrick. You have three daughters and I feel Anwen will follow in your footsteps. Merrick knew he could not argue with Anja, what Anja had just said. He felt turmoil reverberate inside him. 
As you wish, we will have a vote. Now are we finished? I have a lot of things to catch up on. Merrick stood, his anger barely masked. Yes, I guess we are. But son, you must learn to tame your temper. It will be your undoing. Just stood and gave her son a stern look. Merrick gave a stiff nod before turning and heading back to the village. So thank you for listening. I appreciate your time and truly am grateful. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe where you listen to all your favourite podcasts. Take care, everyone, and see you next week on The Story, the podcast where great stories are told. Bye for now.